0: Please visit JCasnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily DAF Differently. My name is Chava Evans, and today we're going to be studying Tractate Yivamot, Daf 41, specifically the Mishnah which begins three lines down from the top of DAF 41A. Uh, this Mishnah, which is uh, a very difficult Mishnah, discusses the ramifications of a previously mentioned law, that one cannot marry the relative of his Khalutsa. So I'd like to make two points before we delve into the Mishnah. Firstly, I want to mention that my reading relies very heavily on the tosfot on the top of 29b and the tosfot on 23b beginning Kadmona uh, Kenaso. Secondly, I just want to note that our Mishnah mentions two brothers and we'll call them Ruvein and Shimon, but it also presumes another brother, who we'll call Le- Levi, who uh, who died before the Mishnah began. So, our Mishnah starts, Chacholet levim to venasa achiv et achotav met hamigaresh et ishto Venasa achiv et Achota vemet herezo petura. So now we'll break this down in English. If a person, let's say Ruvain, performs chalitza with his Yevamah, let's say Rachel, and his brother Shimon marries Rachel's sister Leah, and Shimon dies presumably without children, leaving his chalitza sister Leah as a potential Yevamah for Ruvain. Then Leah requires Chalitza by Ruvain but may not be taken in Yibum. And then the Mishnah continues, and similarly if Shimon divorces his wife Rachel and his brother Ruvain marries Rachel's sister Leah, then Ru- and then Ruvain dies, again presumably childless. He'd leave Leah as his as a possible Yivamah, and then she is Pator, meaning exempt. And Rashi says here that Pator means Pator both from Chalitza and also from ibum. So then the Mishnah gives us a third case, and that's the one I'm going to sort of focus on today. And that's the case of the shomeret ivam, which reads, shomeret Vam shekidesh et achota, mishum Rebbe Yehuda ben Batera amru, Omrim lo, chamtin ad sheyaasei <Hebrew> achicha maasei, La la'achiv o'kinasa, yichnot et ishto, so let's try to break that one down in English. <clears throat> if a woman, let's say Rachel, was awaiting her yivam, meaning that Rachel has been married to Levi who died childless, and so now Leah is waiting for either Chalitza or Yibum from her brother-in-law, Shimon, or possibly from Ruvain. but meanwhile... This, sec- this third brother, Ruvain, who is also this potential Yavam for Leah, betroths Leah's sister, Rachel. In this case, then the following rule has been reported in the name of Yehuda ben Batera. B'te- so we tell Ruvain, who betrothed the Yevama's sister, wait until your brother Shimon performs the act of Yibum or Chalitza, and only then may you perform Nisuin and consummate your marriage. So that's case three. Finally, the mission ends with case four. And I'm just going to read this one in English for the sake of time. If if Shimon then performs chalitza with the Yevamah Rachel, or marries her in Yebum, he, Reuven, may then perform nisuin with Leah. If Rachel dies before Shimon performs chalitza or Yebum with her, then he, Reuven, may perform nisuin with Leah. With me? However, if the Yevam, Shimon, dies without performing chalitza or Yebum so that the Yevamah Rachel is left only to the brother who betrothed her sister, i.e., Reuven, then Reuven has to let Leah go with a get, and his brother's wife Rachel has to go out with Chalitza. That ends our Mishnah. And if you didn't get the last bit there, don't worry; it's extremely complicated. More important is the is that third case. So let's go back to the third case for a second. The Yivama Rachel has fallen bezekuka; has sort of fallen, has a bond with these two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. And while she is bezekuka. One of them, Ruvain, performs kiddushin with her sister Leah. By the way, I'm going to read uh, the Mishnah, the way Rashi reads the Mishnah here, which is that he says that uh, it means that he takes, the Mishnah means that he takes uh, Leah in Erisim, but not in Nisuin. And the reason for this is that Mikadesh here has to be kiddushin and not Nisuin, because kiddushin would... um, actually take effect, would only actually take effect under the circumstances outlined in the Mishnah, whereas Nisuin would not even be able to take effect. Um, so it has to be that he's talking about uh, erisin here and not Nisuin. S- uh, and that's what it means. Anytime it says Ruvain is married to his Zikuka sister, it really means he is betrothed to her, not actually that he's married to her. Because since it's just the marital intimacy which would violate the prohibition, then Ruvain is not penalized for betrothing Leah, while she was the sister of his zikukah, and we do not require Ruvain to divorce Leah. Nevertheless, Ruvain is required to adhere to a certain restriction, as the Mishnah then explains, and that's the piece of the Mishnah which says, So wait until your brother performs the act of chalitz or yibum. Meaning that Ruven cannot perform Nisuin and actually marry Leah, who is betrothed to him but sort of waiting around, because it's forbidden to him, she's forbidden to him as his Zikuka's sister. However, once his brother Shimon performs Yibum or Chalitza with Rachel, then Ruven and Leah can get married happily and hopefully live happily ever after, neither of them dying and having lots of children. So this can- that would cancel out the prohibition of the Zikuka's sister and allow them to get married. So until Shimon performs Yibum or Chalitza, the prohibition of the Zekukah's sister remains in effect. But Ruvain has already betrothed Leah, the sister of the Zekukah, and very problematically has rendered Rachel his wife's sister. Therefore, we would presume that this would disqualify Rachel from Yibum, at least biblically, and remove her from the category of Zekukah. So why is it then that her sister Leah is not automatically permitted to Ruvain? So the Rishonim gives two answers, one which I like far more than the other. The Ramban on DAF 18b explains that only a woman who was a wife's sister at the time of her husband's death is fully rejected from Yibum and Khalitza. So in our case, since Rachel was not an erva at the time of her husband's death and she became a Zekukah, the Yivam's subsequent betrothal of her sister Leah does not cause Rachel to be completely rejected. Got that? <laughs> Although, Ruvain may still not take her in Yibum. That still holds. He also cannot complete his marriage with his uh, betrothed wife, Leia, because she remains his Zikuka's sister. So the Rashba gives a second approach, which is quite different from the Rambans, and he, he asks the question, Why is Leia the sister of the Yivama not automatically permitted to ruvain? And he answers... Well, actually, first, let's go back to the Ramban a sec. So the Ramban, remember, relied on the fact that the widow Rachel fell to the Yavam Shimon before Reuven married his sister Leah. So Rashba rejects that the premise of Ramban's answer over there and claims that even in the case where the widow is completely rejected as an Erva, she is exempt from Khalita as well as from Yibum. As to the question of why her sister Rachel, the Yavam's wife, is considered the sister of Zekukah, Rashba explains that at least under biblical law, the widow was completely rejected from Yibum, but since initially she was eligible for Yibum, her sister appears like a Zekuka's sister, and the rabbis therefore decreed that the yavam ruvain may not consummate marriage while the widow Rachel waits for Yibum. And this is from Tosvos 18b. You can go and take a look if you want to look at it further. Further, the Rashba claims, if the brother dies. He has to perform chalitza with a widow as though she were still his zikuka. So in the course of this explanation, the Rambam asks one further question, and we'll sort of end on this. How can it be that Rav rules that when Rachel dies, Leah becomes permitted to the Yavama again? And this is within the course of the discussion of the Gemara on this Mishnah. So it would not stand to reason that a Yavama who was rejected from Yibum consideration and possibly even permitted to marry outside of the family should then return to the state of zikah. Rashba explains, then, that what Rav actually means was that the widow returns to a state of zikah and requires Kalitza or yibum. So in other words, then, Rashba reads Rav as meaning that Leah is permitted in marriage to her deceased husband's brother if he wants to marry her, which is very strange. So if there are no other brothers, then she's free to marry outside of the family. But according to Rav, Since at the time of her husband's death, Rachel was eligible for yubum, the prohibition of brother's wife is completely removed, and it does not come back into effect even though she is totally rejected as an erva. Therefore, when the erva prohibition is dissolved, i.e. Rachel dies, there is no basis for Leah to be forbidden, and the brother's wife prohibition no longer exists, and the wife's sister Leah is permitted to her former yubum outside the context of yubum just because they want to get married, which seems to me a little bit strange. So, perhaps not surprisingly, the Shulchan Arach rules according to the Ramban and not according to the Rashba, and says that when a widow sister dies, she does, in fact, require Khalitza chalitza or yibum. And we'll stop there for today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.